0: Warning,
1: this episode contains foul language and so much science, your head might explode. Welcome to Keep It Weird, the podcast for all things strange, unusual, paranormal, supernatural, creepy, sticky, gross, scary, and everything in between. Each week, we get to sit down with a friend and talk about something weird. This week, we're putting our thinking caps on because we're talking about the mind-bending topic of time travel, the hard science, the theoretical science, the paradoxes, and even some real life time travel stories. My name is Ashley and this week I have a very special co-host. He's suspicious of airports in Colorado. He loves science and he's very handsome. Handsome Joe everybody. Hello.
0: (laughs) Oh boy what an introduction that was.
1: I know and our guest today is (laughs) just the coolest she co hosts the podcast, Your Angry Neighborhood Feminist, who we had the honor of performing with for our very first live show. It was like which exactly was so a year ago. so much fun. A couple days was ago. it really? Yeah. I missed that Facebook it was like the 13th notification. Was a year ago. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. So, this is like our anniversary exactly. of meeting We're each other. Exactly. We're celebrating. I'm pleased to introduce Madigan. That's me. Hi, um, hi. Tell us about your podcast. I mean, not me, but like the listener. I'll tell you, just <laughs> tell you, you. So all only. of you
2: don't listen to this next part. <laughs> yeah, cover your ears. We so I do the show Your Angry Neighborhood Feminist with my dear friend Keegan, who I've known for a very long time since moving to LA, and we basically have we talk about different topics every week uh, through our own personal feminist perspectives, and we do different topics. Uh, such as, well, we do a What's in the News episode every week, so there's that. And then we Those are your
1: mini-sodes, right?
2: Those are our mini-episodes, our What's in the News episodes. And then we cover a lot of different stuff as far as like, you know, during Pride Month, we do co- like all coming out stories. We talk about different like LGBTQ icons during Women's History Month. We have those themes. Uh, this past week, we talked about Skylar White from Breaking Bad and why people yes. hate her. <laughs> um, we've done we were talking Skylar. about how I've done yeah, it's the it's red it's pill or we talk about that documentary. We've talked about the notebook, pop culture stuff, history stuff. All that shit.
1: I always like it when you talk about um, like problematic characters. We
2: have like a problematic faves kind of like series that we do where we'll talk about like either problematic like musicians we've done or movies, TV shows. Because every time you announce like
1: who you're talking about, I'm like, oh, I don't think so. And then I listen and I'm like, Oh yeah, we can find, but <laughs> like we could, we could legit like
2: find something problematic
1: about like everybody if we wanted to. Oh we're yeah, like,
2: why yeah. does this person easily... suck? Yeah, but we still love it. There was know? like a
0: total of like, like a grand total of like ten movies before nineteen ninety five that passed the Bechtel test. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, so for, you just kind of have to go back like twenty years, and yeah. you're just going to start finding like it's movies everywhere. that were made for girls. That failed the Bechdel test.
2: Yes, oh, exactly. Yeah.
1: I mean, well, and we were Almost talking about- Almost sometimes worse yeah, than action movies oh, or yeah. like sure. horror movies. movies. Yeah. Horror is actually, this is one of my favorite things to talk about, horror. And maybe, maybe I could talk about it on your show. We were thinking of like what we could talk yes. about on your show. But how progressive horror is for yeah. women. I do, I understand that the, a lot of slashers are kind of seen as like violence against women. But like- of casting women in their lead roles, of having like strong female roles. Where else roles did you f- would and,
0: you find a female protagonist as the main character before? And also the, 90s? the hero
1: of the story. Yeah. yeah, yeah, ends up being the hero of of the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: That is very true.
1: hmm I love it. Can it can be
2: kind of like I feel like it can be kind of sexist too with certain female characters in, oh, the, in absolutely. those movies. Like yeah. they need like the sexiest woman they can yep. find because that's the only way that people like Well, we talked we'll about last care week. about. Them yeah, they either have to be chased? like badass or they have to be like sexy for people to care about them. If there's yeah. like a regular girl that looks like a regular girl and acts like a regular girl, no,
1: Jamie Lee Curtis. Yeah what jamie lee curtis that is true she fucking rules. but
2: she was so unique looking and a badass yeah like i wouldn't consider well, her yeah in the like- first
1: halloween she was just, she wasn't like a she ended up she turns into a badass in like the later movies but, that's but like the first story. halloween she was just like a babysitter like she didn't she wasn't and she didn't like you know beat him up with her fist she outsmarted him mm-hmm while also screaming and being scared. And guile. Yeah. Oh my god! You know the women are smart. That's crazy. I know. We have brains.
2: Can friends? you believe it? Nope. I can't.
1: <laughs> I can't. I still can't believe it myself. <laughs> I still can't, I can't believe insane. it myself. And I've been one for so long. For my whole life. <laughs> That's um, crazy. But yeah. So we'll we'll obviously tag your uh, angry neighborhood feminist in a yeah, couple girl. posts Thank when um, this episode comes out. But you guys should check them out because the show is a lot of fun and We're they are both. Adorable and wonderful. Oh my god, stop. <laughs> oh my god, stop. Oh my god. Joe, do you feel alone over there?
0: No, not at all.
1: <laughs> Just I'm complimenting
2: to, like, totally each other. <laughs> turn my
1: head to no, me. not a, I mean at the end of the
0: day I every, every man is an island, so yeah. true. I've, true. Yeah. i no I'm good. Yeah. I it's like not where about I'm at. you. No. <laughs> I, I li- no, this I li- is about us. I like where I'm at right now.
1: <laughs> Joe's actually had several instances lately where um, actually my friend Amy came on a couple weeks ago. She's a medium and she came on the show oh. and, and uh, we had kind of a Q&A because we had a ton of listeners write in after her mediumship episode to ask mm-hmm. questions and, and like immediately she walks in, right? And we had only met each other once before, hung out once before, and she walks in and we're immediately like, you know, we hug and we like had a moment where we like jumped up and down and we complimented each other about everything. You know, it was like, oh my God, I love your hair. I love your earrings. I love yeah. your shoes. And Joe came in the room and was like, can I just say something? I am so jealous of female relationships. You were just saying that earlier, <laughs> because, too. Because, like, the way that we just, like, immediately are like, you are just the most beautiful butterfly I've ever seen, and I just want good things this for you. This is great. That home. is
0: great. This is great. I love that. It's just, like, just showering yeah, one just another like, with And have droplets.
1: the purest spirit I've ever yeah. seen. I love your energy. And, like, Joe, <laughs> Joe meets up with his friends, and they're like, what's up, douchebag? Yep. It's so- like...
0: So you fucking piece of shit. Yeah. It's like, hmm. Yeah, all
1: right. I, love, <laughs> Wait, I love those
2: moments, though, where I see, like, I've always been that way with, like, father daughter and father son relationships, but also with, like, guy friends where they have those, like, brief moments of affection that are so beautiful to me where I'm just like, oh, just frame that moment and keep it forever because yeah. it's so cute. It I doesn't love happen it. as often. No, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. It's that, ma- it's that, like, masculine thing, like, where you can't, like, it'd be weird if you just, like, in this day and age, shoot compliment a guy's shoes or I, mean, I guess it wouldn't be shoes i feel like are
1: a guy thing or, yeah shoes are definitely a but guy if you're thing, like oh my like, god like, your hair or like oh my god yeah you're um you're you, you look <laughs> I, I, really good I, in those I, pants I, yeah I,
0: I do all you of that do that stuff. all the
1: time <laughs> i was actually do you gonna say, say <laughs> do you say bro you look really good in those pants
0: no i don't feel the need to like make like insert extra y chromosome into it oh, or okay, <laughs> anything i don't need okay. it to be like manly but like i will like compliment so i i notice haircuts that's a great and I, like, thing. Compliment I get why you yeah. tell I'm like, oh, I really like mm-hmm. those shoes. Those are great. You know? but I love it. But I, you know.
1: You and your friend Steve have a very loving relationship. Yeah, because he's... Where you hug a lot and you have a lot of physical contact yeah. and you tell each other you love each other. Yeah, uh, that's And that's my favorite. very like, oh, okay. This is how all your relationships should be. Do you know yes. how fulfilled
2: Only
0: the good your ones. life
1: True. Only the yeah, good cause ones. Yeah, because I don't want any fake stuff. Like no. when girls are like, I love you. And no. I'm like, I. What
0: (laughs) I like that stuff with Steve because Steve means
2: it. But you're so mean to me. (laughs) I'm a person though where I love people very quickly and easily when it comes to like friendships. Yeah. Where like I have I I I think I just have love for people. Yeah. So when I meet someone who I like connect with and really like I love them. Like it doesn't seem like enough for me to be like, yeah, they're cool. Yeah, they're fine.
1: I like them. Yeah, it's like no, I love them. Their eyes are okay. Oh my god, I love them. (laughs) They're so nice, you know. It's great. All right, so we're talking about time travel today, and uh, we got a lot to cover. And I think Joe is going to start us off because he's the smartest person I've ever met.
0: Oh yeah, right. You are. Well, I'm sorry. (laughs) 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 My. My sincerest apologies, because I'm sitting here trying to like organize, organize my thoughts here in my head, and I kind of don't even know where to start. So, obviously, this is a time travel episode. Mm-hmm. Before we get into the, even anything remotely scratching the surface of time travel, we have to understand time. We have to understand I mean understand time as much as we can scientists don't understand time, but we have to make sure that we understand how gravity works we have to understand we are at least moderately cognizant of uh, the effect that velocity has on uh, on time time dilation what is space-time we hear about you hear that all the all the time just space-time the time continuum. space time yeah, the time exactly, space yeah. continuum and everybody. I shouldn't say everybody, but I feel like a lot of people have like kind of a general gist. But if you were to like walk up to somebody on the street with a microphone and say like, what is space time? They'd be like, I... Wibbly
1: wobbly. Couldn't tell you. Something, <laughs> I saw it in a movie once. Yeah, yeah, I don't know.
0: Back to the future.
1: That's a good place to start. I guess that's it. So yeah. so what
0: is, it. what is space time?
1: Wibbly wobbly, timey wimey stuff. It's like...
0: Ashley said it. I don't even have to go into it. That's <laughs> right? it right there. Space time. Is, uh, specifically, it's, it's the four-dimensional reality that we exist in. Okay. Our reality, our existence has four dimensions. Now, we, as humans, we can only see three, three. of those dimensions. Height, width, and depth. And the fourth dimension, time. That's how you wind up with space-time. Hmm. Now, uh, like I said, our, our senses cannot perceive more than the three dimensions. We have our own human understanding of time and how that works. I'll circle back to that later because okay. we're, okay. we're wrong. Um,
2: <laughs> Spoiler alert. We're so, right. so please we be patient with
0: me as I go through this and, and feel free to rewind as many times as possible. I, I've tried to distill this down. As much as I can, I will speak as plainly as possible. So, like I said, before we get into anything even moderately complex, before we scratch the surface of time travel, time dilation, we need to understand gravity and velocity. Okay. So, gravity is more than just what keeps your feet on the ground, or what made the apple fall on Newton's head. Gravity is the phenomenon that takes all things with mass or energy, whether that's humans, planets galaxies, even light. And it brings those things toward one another in direct proportion to the product of their masses. So that is gravity on the whole. On Earth, it gives weight to all physical objects. The gravity of the moon causes the tides here in the oceans and seas on Earth. Stars were created when the original gaseous matter present in our universe coalesced and independently from one another formed all of our stars. But whereas Isaac Newton described gravity as a force, Albert Einstein took it one step further. So Einstein theorized and later proved that an object placed in space creates gravity. So the addition of this object creates an uneven distribution of mass. This uneven distribution of mass, Einstein noted in his theory of general relativity, uh, creates a curvature in the four-dimensional existence referred to as space-time. That curvature itself is gravity. Okay. So gravity, curvature in the four-dimensional reality that is space-time.
1: Would I have gravity? You have gravity. Like?
0: You're an object in space. Really? Everything has gravity. If it's a physical object that occupies space uh-huh. and has has mass to it, it has gravity. Everything. And you will shortly get a better oh, idea okay. of exactly how that works. But that's a very good <laughs> question.
2: So, Your eyes just got real wide. You're like, oh, yeah. God.
0: Oh, boy. All right. Oh, so okay. so to better visualize this, uh, imagine a sheet pulled taut and flat across Four posts, or I should say a top four posts. Nice, flat, even, straight surface, right? Okay. Now, take a marble and put it in the middle of that Ah. sheet. You're going to see indentation and curvature you're going to see a sag where you've placed the marble that's what a black hole looks like too exactly and wow. you and you're, you're going to and a Ooh. black hole is the most extreme form of gravity true so you're going to see the curvature around the marble you're going to see the indentation that the marble itself makes now take the marble out place a paperweight something that's got greater mass greater density than a marble Even what happens more. more sag bigger curve
1: and get it ma- instead of a sheet make it a kleenex Make them wet marbles. And you've got the game, Break the Ice. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what? Even better.
1: What is you've that never game? played that game? So it's you're a penguin. and what? <laughs> It's like an old board game. It was in the same time as like Don't Wake Daddy. Oh okay. And you know those games? Yeah, Milton, Bradley. Milton Bradley. <laughs> Milton Bradley, <laughs> exactly. Just say Milton Bradley. And it was like a, um, a little top thing and you would put a Kleenex on it and it had like a lid to like keep the Kleenex taut. Yeah. And then at the bottom it was filled with marbles and you'd put water in it and the marbles would get wet. Yeah. And the game was you'd take turns putting another marble (sighs) wet marble on this Kleenex and eventually... It disintegrates and all of the marbles fall through. It's called Break the Ice.
0: And then you start over. And then, and then, then seven over. minutes later, you're bored and you go do something else. <laughs> it
1: sounds like
2: Break the Ice sounds like a get-to-know-you game
1: at a party. Right. Um, you could That could be your new get-to-know-you game. Speaking of parties yeah. party. and
0: breaking the ice, do you know my all-time favorite pickup line?
1: Oh, God. Is it no. bad?
0: Excuse me. Do you, just, can you settle something for me? Do, do you by any chance know how much a polar bear weighs? And then they say no, and then you say enough to break the ice. Hi, I'm Joe. Wow, (laughs)
2: I'm so glad that like you're already dating him, so he can never say that to another woman. For the record, I've
0: never actually said
1: that. Thank
0: God! Thank God! I just know it exists.
1: It's a a good one. Did you get the reaction you hoped for? I did. Oh.
0: <laughs> so anyway... <laughs> Sorry. Back Sorry, to, Back to smart stuff. Back to
1: science. So,
0: uh, so we've established uh, the curvature, the indentation, etc. So in 1907, Einstein hypothesized that time is slowed by gravity. So the closer one gets to a massive object and the gravity that object creates, the slower time moves. Really? Now, according... Believe it or not. So according to Einstein's theory of special relativity... Nothing can travel faster than the speed of light. Right. And the speed of light is constant, meaning it never changes. Doesn't speed up, doesn't slow down. It's never different. It's always the speed of light. And for the record, it's about, it's almost 300 million meters per second is, oh, is the speed of light. That's all? Just for the record. <laughs> just, so just a bit. In addition to this, according to Einstein's theory, light always follows the shortest path through space time. These are all important things to remember. All right, Objects placed in space create gravity. Uh, Time is slowed by gravity. The bigger the mass, the bigger the object, the greater the gravity, the slower time moves. Light will always seek the shortest path. Okay. Feel me? All right. So we're going to do a little experiment. Okay. Okay. We'll call this experiment A. Okay. All right. So a beam of light in a weak gravitational field... Travels between two points, we'll call them points, A and B, Mm -hmm. in the same time as a beam of light and a strong gravitational field, C to D. Okay. Now, the distance, it appears to us that the distance between A and B and C and D are equal. Say you measured it out. Say it's, you know, 100 feet between each, right? Okay. Because of the stronger gravitational field between C and D, the light actually winds up having to travel farther. Because of the stronger gravitational field right. causes the curvature in space-time. Not which actually means going that straight. Ca- can't travel in a straight line. It's now right. traveling with the curvature of gravity within space-time.
2: So the speed is still the same. It's just that it has to take it takes longer for it to get to that second point.
0: They're both traveling at the speed of light. Yes. Right? And because of the stronger gravitational field, the light from C to D actually has to travel a greater distance. And yet the lights from A to B and C to D they reach their destination at the exact same time
2: Well, what so how, it doesn't so, so how
0: is that possible right yeah that if, doesn't if, seem if, the, fair. If, if the light from C to D is traveling at the same speed as the light from A to B and it has to travel farther uh-huh. then how is it that they both arrive at their final destinations that's at the same time that's my question Joe because time itself slows down <gasps>
2: Ashley shaking her head. I'm so so let,
0: upset. So let's so, <laughs> so let's take this out to space. All right. This will this will be not a, ready. This will be a more this will be this will be a more tangible I'm a exercise. Time. I think. Okay. All right. Okay. So so let's say let's say you and a friend. Everybody just imagine a friend. You and a friend are both astronauts. Congratulations. It's a great job.
1: Thank you. So about. you
0: and your friend are both astronauts, and you are each in your own spaceship heading to your own respective new planets, Okay. wherein the apparent measured distance is equal. Okay. Your new planet and your friend's new planet are equally far away from the launch pad you're sharing at Cape Canaveral, okay. but the two of you are going to be heading in different directions, with both of you traveling at the speed of light. No, your, your ship will be passing a giant, dense planet with a strong gravitational field. Whose ship? Your ship. Ashley's ship, sure. We're
2: in this scenario where as Ashley and Madigan are going into space. Yeah, Ashley
0: just so the and Madigan listeners can. Are yeah, going. Okay. okay, okay. Deal.
1: Ashley's ship.
0: So uh, now, Madigan's ship, there you go, is going to be heading to uh, their destination, and they don't have to pass any planets, and they're only exposed to just like the weakest, most negligible forms of gravitational pull.
2: Sounds about right. Okay. You understand? Okay. All right. Deal.
0: So Madigan gets to travel in a total straight line. No impediments, nothing to circumvent or anything, whereas Ashley is going to have to circumnavigate this giant planet and its strong gravitational pull.
1: I think I know what happens.
0: Each of you is wearing a wristwatch. (gasps) That's important. You ready? Yeah. All right. So, as noted, strong gravitational fields are going to cause Ashley's chip to seek the shortest path around the giant planet. Specifically, it's a curve in the trajectory away from the straight line that Ashley had been traveling and which your friend, Madigan, will Me. be traversing the entire way to her new planet. So you gotta divert, you gotta go all the way around something the size, we'll say, of a, like a white dwarf star. Okay. And yet the two of you arrive at your own new respective planets at the exact same time. Moment. The exact same moment, exactly. However the watch on Madigan's wrist that passed through the weaker gravitational field will have counted more ticks than Ashley's watch, which means that time has passed faster for yep. Madigan in the weaker gravitational field. So even though you are arriving at the exact same point in time, and from each of your relative perspectives, it took the exact same amount of time.
1: Yeah. Time as humans know it.
0: Exactly. You <laughs> it is. Re- you get there at the, you get there at the exact yeah, you younger. get there at the exact same time, and yet more time has transpired Ugh. in Madigan's trip than in Ashley's. I get
2: less time
0: yes. <gasps> So that Sorry about to you. <laughs> explain, you heard me say time dilation earlier on. Yeah, that is time dilation. It's it's okay. al- it's also specifically it's Einstein's general relativity.
2: That is bonkers. That's an- insane.
0: So yeah, and as much as we love Einstein's you know lowbrow quip about you know hands on hot stoves and talking to beautiful women, <laughs> this is a slightly, <laughs> slightly less lame and slightly more science focused explanation of exactly how it is. That time can be the same that and different at wild. the same time. That is nuts. Yeah, yeah. I have a you, question. Here, yeah, go ahead.
1: If we're both astronauts, yeah. can I be the kind that travels across country wearing a diaper and pooping my pants to try and kill someone?
0: <laughs> yeah, you F- can be four, four you people be. who listen to this podcast <laughs> got that reference, but yeah, yes, you, you can. You be
2: whoever you want to be, Ashley. Thanks. Thanks.
0: Here, going to. we're friends. I'm going to fry your brain a little bit more. Oh, okay. So let's say- I'm taking to take a drink of my wine. Let's say that Ashley- <laughs> and Madigan were both 15 years old when they left Earth in Sweet. their respective... Well, we'll just say Ashley. It'll be easier for Ashley to measure. So Ashley, 15 <laughs> years old when okay. she leaves Earth in her spa- spacecraft. Wait, how old Tra- is Madigan? Madigan's not involved in this story. <gasps> Sorry, it'll, it'll only make it more confusing. I see, okay, We, okay, we okay. gotta cut you. I only did the math for Ashley. <laughs> Jesus. All right. So Ashley, 15 years old when she leaves Earth in her spacecraft okay. traveling She's at the so speed cute. of light
1: feel like i'm too young on her
0: voyage her round trip voyage deep out into space and then back again she celebrates five birthdays over the course of that voyage okay when ashley gets home ashley is 20 years old Mm -hmm. she hits she had five birthdays time is relative to ashley her own experience of time as she gets back five years have transpired she is 20 years old However, when she gets back to Earth, she finds that all of her classmates who were 15 years old are now 65 years old. So Ashley has aged five years in a period of time in which her classmates have aged 50 because time has slowed for her to that extent.
2: That's amazing.
0: And that's, that that's amazing. not even including any black holes or anything. That's just traveling at the speed of light into space, heavy gravitational pull, in accordance with laws of velocity eventually you come back you've aged 5 years everybody who would have been in your graduating class is collecting social security
1: oh, i mean my god i mean most like of my graduating way. class look like they're 65 so <laughs> <laughs>
2: Mine just (laughs) like they should all belong to like a golf club or something. You know, country club, golf club. It's like,
1: will you get out of the tanning bed? Why is your skin heather? Untuck your shirt. (laughs) Untuck your shirt. You're only 31. You are are only 27. What What happened to
0: all of your hair?
1: What are you doing with five kids? Do you live
0: near a power plant? (laughs)
1: <laughs> yes to all of it. For you at Chernobyl? So, okay, I'm sorry, not Joey. I'm
0: not done.
1: Oh my god, I'm sorry. Joey. Don't be mad at me. I'm sorry. So, so, so
0: So, dilation in physics is the slowing down of time for one observer relative to another. Yeah. Unlike dilation in reference of drugs. Which is the widening of the pupils? There's a very, yes. there's a very big difference. Thank
2: you, Joe. Very You're
0: welcome. Difference. Yeah. So the funny thing about time, the funny thing about time hey, is what's that's the, the deal? that's the title of my new what's comedy the deal album. What's my new science inspired comedy like your, album?
2: Your Seinfeld album. Uh, what's the, the deal film?
0: with time? <laughs> I age five years. They age fifty years. That's um, <laughs> a
2: really good sign, That's <laughs> a really good sign, uh, well, well, Ugh, I'm amused. So, here's the crazy
0: thing about time uh, the scientific community still doesn't really understand it. No. Oh. Which sadly means that the college dropout speaking to you about it right now probably <laughs> isn't going to break any new grounds. So, we'll at least try to have some fun with that. I mean, that. you
2: could How's be that? the person.
0: You maybe I, oh dude. my God, am I the chosen one? You, you could
2: are, be the dude. Maybe because am I Neo? You're Neo. Maybe because you're not like a bookworm who graduated college and thinks of things within like a certain like parameter yeah you you're so open
0: yeah i got street smart you're like a
1: baby you're yeah. like a baby you're just absorbing it you're just a street like smart
0: all i need is my leather jacket and my switchblade
1: and you're gonna figure uh, out
0: your slicker yeah. So, uh, yeah. So like I said, we're going to try to have some fun with it. So before again, one more little thing before we jump into the mind boggling mechanics behind how something like time travel might come to be, Uh we have to have a more solid grasp of time itself. So to the human mind, time runs in a linear fashion, Mm -hmm. right? By that, I mean, yesterday is the past to get there. You have to travel backward. Tomorrow is the future to get there. You have to travel forward now in heavy quotations. Uh, is the present. But by the time I said now, and then finished the rest of that sentence, now was already the past. Yeah. So the concept of now is not only elusive, but most scientists will tell you that now is a human construct and that there is actually no such thing as now unless you're referring to everything. Because everything in as far as non-linear time is concerned everything is now everything has yet to happen everything has already happened right. yeah right
1: just to throw my two cents in here you know linear time helps us stay sane time in general like it helps us make sense there's of no our 3 lives. p.m tuesdays aren't a thing we yeah. made these things to keep track of because we have We need order cycles. And we have, you know, we have jobs and we have meetings. Like, you need that kind of structure to live the kind of lives that we live. Exactly. You know what I mean? It doesn't mean that it's real. Native Americans didn't have Tuesdays and 3 p.m.s because their lives did not need that. Right. But I'm sure they did have sort of maybe not the right, the same words, but they had yesterdays and tomorrows.
2: Yeah. Sure. We all need something that makes sense to us yeah. when it comes to like labels of anything. Yeah. We need that to be able to ground ourselves and know what we're doing. Yeah, the
0: yeah. mechanism behind it is, is you know, understandable totally. and practical and necessary. But most, like I said, most physicists would say that it's not real. Yeah, that, it's that, not that, a thing. It's, it's, it's completely not real. I would agree. Uh, Dr. Richard Muller who is uh, an author, he's a professor of physics at UC Berkeley, so he's wicked smat. Wicked
1: Wicked smat.
0: He said, We don't know what time is. We know a lot about time, but we don't understand it. We can stand still in space, but we cannot stand still in time. Physics ignores this difference and uses relativity theory to relate aspects of space and time intervals. He continued by saying physicists treat time in a formal way in general relativity, but it is a mistake to say that general relativity explains time. In fact, when physicists use their most common way of describing events and causality, the space-time diagram, they completely avoid the fact that time flows, or that there's a special moment that we refer to as now. The concept of now is completely alien from all of physics, Although Einstein did despair of his inability to understand it. So, yeah, like I said, some physicists therefore conclude it doesn't even really exist that the concept of now is merely an illusion. So in our common sense perception of time, we think of things happening in a continuous flow, like a series of individual snapshots or moments like those little flip books. Yeah. You know, those kind of like not stop motion, but those like frame yeah, by but, frame flip books uh-huh. of like a horse running. That's pretty much how Guy we. Guy jumping
1: on a trampoline.
0: That's how we perceive time. time. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but now let's remember time dilation, that the slowing of time, which is, you know, the slowing of time from one observer relative to another. So think of time as a loaf of bread, right? Okay. You with me? Everybody yes. at home? You with me? You still loaf with me? I time is a loaf visuals. of bread. Now, just as there are different ways to slice that loaf of bread, Einstein realized that there are different ways to cut space-time into different "quote unquote" now slices.
2: I thought you were gonna say eat it. Nope. I was gonna say, although you should not <laughs> cut a loaf of bread
1: the long way. There no. are
0: wrong ways to cut bread. <laughs> yeah,
1: that's to cut tough. real For bread. Sure. That but I understand fit in the toaster. But there are we plenty are of ways to do talking it. Talking about bread right now, we're but not. I immediately was like, there are totally wrong ways to cut <laughs> exactly like, can, we,
0: not can
2: we just discuss the long that long way it won't fit in the toaster so sorry Joey go on that's
0: okay so, uh, so because motion like we mentioned earlier affects the passage of time someone who is moving would have a different conception of what's happening now than a person at rest and therefore if they were traveling at a high enough velocity would cut a different now slice than the person at rest because they're now is relative to them, your now is relative to you. So now that we know that your now can be my past or future, and that your now is every bit as valid as mine because it's respective to you, we then have to extrapolate from that that all three exist and can exist simultaneously. Meaning the concepts of past, present, and future, however persistent, are merely an illusion. <laughs> So we think of time being like a flowing river, when in reality, time is more like a frozen river, with all of its events firmly locked in place. So just as we think of space being, quote, out there, so too should we think of time as just being out there, all of time. The idea of traveling through time, time traveling, isn't about going forward or backward, it's about going elsewhere. Yeah. So think of the the four dimensions of yeah. our of our worlds. Yeah. So the physical dimensions, the three that we can see ourselves, height, width, depth. We can perceive all of those, whether yeah. you're envisioning uh, a cylinder or a cube. I like to think of a cube, but a cylinder would also work.
1: I prefer a sugar so cube. So what is time?
0: Instead of time being points on a timeline moving from left to right, the entirety of time are just different specific points within the three-dimensional figure that you are envisioning in your head. So there's, like I said, nonlinear. So it's not about moving forward or backward. It's just about traveling elsewhere to a different set point within that three-dimensional figure.
2: That just kind of like, I mean, it's exactly what you're saying, but that just is kind of like when people are like, when they talk about other dimensions being possible, where to me that makes more sense than going forward or backward in our present time. Yeah. But rather going through to another dimension for some reason that sits better with me. Yeah. You know
0: I I spent some time looking into uh, alternate realities and parallel dimensions and I'm going to save most of it for Ashley because I know that that's probably got a
1: couple I know what the the
0: different paradoxes but I also did see if I can play the role of spoiler here for what Ashley will go into greater detail on the grandfather paradox Uh, The idea of alternate realities as one travels through time is pretty much the only way to circumvent the grandfather paradox is to think of like Back to the Future, like Marty, when Marty's like disappearing on stage as he's (laughs) inventing rock and roll Uh, as he's like disappearing because he he interfered with his parents and their courtship. And he's like, you know, he's got that great scene where he's looking at his hand Mm -hmm. as it's becoming transparent that couldn't exist because of the grandfather paradox. The only way that he would be able to accomplish that is if while traveling through time, he actually also traveled into an alternate reality where he could, in fact, continue to exist even after disrupting the path that his parents had set forth.
2: And I yeah. feel like that would have to be the case with those movies because, like, there's that whole, like, butterfly effect, right? But mm-hmm. And I feel like by one person changing one event, like in the second movie, when he goes back and tries to keep his son from, like doing the robbery or whatever with those guys like I feel like that affects more than just his son that affects the other guys who are going to go through the robbery the people they are going to get robbed it affects everybody because Mm -hmm. everybody's connected in some way where I feel like the only way he could go back to his dimension after changing those things and making it different is that if it was somehow a different dimension Yeah. do you catch my drift? yeah Yeah, Okay. or else everything would be completely different everything would be a nightmare it's the only
0: way to get around the grandfather paradox Yeah. Yeah. yeah So, so, how could we, theoretically, travel through time? Tell me, we have, finally, we have finally arrived... Have you figured it out? ...at time travel, <laughs> and I ran the numbers, and I fucking did it.
1: So, wh-
2: what <laughs> are and we building I our did. time Take machine at? Take that,
0: out. State University school system. <laughs> Told you I was too smart for you. <laughs> so, the first way of time travel, we've actually already covered. So, theoretically were we able to find a way to travel at or at, at least very close to the speed of light without killing the passengers on the craft, we could blast off from Earth, shoot out into deep space for a predetermined period of time, turn around, head back, and time will have moved exponentially faster on Earth, which would technically make our astronauts time travelers. Yes. It, what took five years for Ashley took... 50 years for everybody else on earth. Yeah. So that is a way that you could theoretically travel in time. It also serves as the most likely way that it could possibly ever happen.
1: With what science we know today. And the advancements that we have But you got
0: to remember that the science that we have today, it's always, you know, being amended. Yeah. But in order to we would basically have to rewrite all of our laws of physics. Mm -hmm. We would have to find out, like in in much the same way that Einstein did with Newton, you know, where what Isaac Newton discovered with gravity, absolutely brilliant. I mean, Newtonian physics is actually what's responsible for satellites. Mm -hmm. The technology that's used to keep satellites in orbit, that's Newtonian physics. He figured out that if you were to take a baseball, well, obviously they didn't have baseballs, but if you were to take an apple, the Mm -hmm. apple that fell on his head, and throw it, eventually gravity is going to bring that apple down to the ground. Right. Right. That's just the density of the, the gravitational force of the planet Earth. Theoretically, if you were strong enough, you could throw that apple and it would just continue going directly out into space, out of our atmosphere forever. Theoretically, if you could do that. So then what becomes can, what becomes the delicate balance between the two is getting something just far enough out from our planet that it be, that it starts to orbit our planet that it starts to follow the earth's own gravitational pull and actually stays circling yeah, our planet. Yeah, it
1: doesn't get It doesn't crash down, down it doesn't go, go flying out
0: into space. So, you know, that's those are Newtonian physics and that's very 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 old. Yeah. But Albert Einstein built upon Newtonian physics to the point that it's he keep, he rewrote physics, yeah. Basically, you know, and and Carl Sagan and Stephen Hawking uh, made their own contributions to the field. They certainly didn't move the needle as far from Einstein as Einstein did from Newton. But with our current you know parameters of physics, what we understand, what what we know to be true currently. Everything I read, everything I looked up, really, the only f- feasible way to be able to do this would be just by traveling at the speed of light. Yeah, as as crazy as Which, that sounds,
2: wouldn't we like explode?
0: You, well, that's another. I mean, every <laughs> every every issue. solution creates a new set of <laughs> yeah, problems. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So so yeah. So even if we could develop a craft that could travel at the speed of light. Now the hurdle becomes how do we ensure that someone survives the trip?
2: You only need 88 miles an hour.
0: Because when you that's that's true. <laughs> when you travel at the sp- at the speed of light, your your mass is infinite and your what is it? Your mass is infinite and and your length is zero. Which is like impossible to wrap your brain around. You
1: become like a star.
0: As, essentially, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're just
1: like star. Yeah, you just explode.
0: So, uh, yeah. So, so like I said, the first way of time travel, we've already covered it, astronauts traveling into space. It's general relativity. It's not the least bit controversial or debated. Uh, and, and as such, it currently exists, like I said, as the most plausible way. Okay. So, what are other ways to possibly do it? What like, are, are, are there ways? any other ways? I'm sorry if I spoiled it by saying that there really aren't, but <laughs> let's examine some like popular methods in which we see people travel in time like through a black hole you Ah. you see that in science fiction constantly astronauts go through a black hole they wind up in a distant galaxy but though no one can say for certain what happens inside a black hole scientists uniformly agree that traveling through a black hole would start off as like super super neat until it became (laughs) the most horrifying experience imaginable yeah so basically as you would approach the event horizon the event horizon is the point of no return of a black hole it's the point where the black hole basically goes gotcha and nothing (laughs) not even light can escape right so as you approach the event horizon you would appear to immediately accelerate stretch and distort obscenely so Fun. you know when you watch anything where people are like traveling through a black hole or anything and you see like w- the walls are stretching and like the people themselves are stretching and they don't even look like people or yeah. maybe they even turn into like a cartoon version of themselves. Right. Yeah. That's all rooted in theoretical physics about Love black it. holes. This is like what everyone says will happen if you were to enter a black hole.
2: So you're saying I could turn into a cartoon character.
0: Essentially, So you're saying yeah.
1: I would be Claymation. Yes, That's exactly. fantastic. Okay. That doesn't sound horrible. So yeah, so, so
0: so after that happens, that you would fine. appear to move in slow motion. The closer you get to the event horizon, okay. until eventually you reach the event horizon, and time stops. So you freeze as if somebody hit pause on your life. Everything freezes. Now for the little the little fun bit here. So as you remain there motionless, you would also begin to stretch across the surface of the horizon. And as you would start to heat up, you would also appear to become redder and redder. You uh. would then begin to slowly <laughs> obliterate as you stretch across oh the curvature of space time of the black hole. Time itself would stop and the fire of radiation, specifically Hawking radiation, which is named after Stephen Hawking, would likely appear to engulf you.
2: Was anyone else picturing themselves that entire time? Yes.
0: Yes. Because Hard not to.
2: It was great. It was a great image in my head that entire time. Yeah,
0: yeah. Awful.
1: I was literally like, "This is great. This is fine." And, and then, then all of a sudden, it was like, "Oh god!" Total recall and Mars, and yeah. My eyes are popping yeah. out. Yeah. And, and
0: then I'm... after all that happens, you'd be reduced to ash before your remains would plunge into the absolute darkness of the black hole, merely adding to the greater mass of the black hole itself.
2: I mean, that's how so. We're, all we're gonna probably end not going to try
0: to go through black holes anytime soon. No. Good luck finding a volunteer.
2: I'm. Not even,
0: the, not, not even it. the dudes who volunteered to Pass clean up out. Chernobyl would, would, would go and do this. Nope. No. No.
1: Uh, I have a question. Yes. Are black holes the same as wormholes? No. <gasps> oh, okay.
0: No, they are not. Thank you for uh, that excellent segue. Because wow, actually.
2: Uh, in 1935,
0: Albert Einstein and physicist Nathan Rosen used the theory of general relativity to elaborate on the idea, proposing the existence of bridges through space-time. These bridges connect two different points in space-time. Remember, four dimensions, three-dimensional figure, time, specific moments in time being specific coordinates within the three-dimensional physical reality we can perceive.
2: Correct. Right? Right.
0: So, these bridges connect the two different points, theoretically creating a shortcut that could reduce time and distance. Shortcuts came to be called the Einstein-Rosen bridge or wormholes. Ha-ha! Ha-ha! Genius! Genius!
2: Far away high five. There you go.
0: Uh. So in pop culture, uh, this is frequently displayed to the audience, but to a character in the show, but displayed to the audience by having somebody, uh, you know, diagram this out by having them fold a piece of paper. You know, you draw two circles on opposite ends of paper and then they just fold it in the middle. What was far away is now directly on top of one another. And all you need to do is create, uh, you know, an energy and a mass uh, unlike any the world has ever seen. Oh. That's all you have to do to to bend time on your own.
2: What is the thing? Is it in Stranger Things in the first season where they do, they stick out like a pencil through the paper? Yeah. Is that?
0: That's that's a wormhole. That's a wormhole. Okay.
1: I think I know what we can use to create a wormhole. My farts. My ass. <laughs> oh.
0: My oh. ass.
1: <laughs> oh. oh, I've got a big, big booty. Can Wait, you have some of it? Yeah, please, just I don't have take any booty. a little bit. You're on Joe's team. Joe's Joe's no booty. Team no ass. Team, <laughs> team no ass. No booty.
2: We call,
0: we call it team honky.
1: <laughs> I'm gonna start using it. It's just bone. Yeah, yeah too. we call him pancake But
2: I used to sit on, um, I was a figure skater growing up and I would sit on other skaters laps when their thighs were like sore and I would just kind of like go from side to side and I would give massages. <laughs> like having a foam
1: roller. Yeah, exactly.
2: Because yeah. <laughs> my ass is so bony.
0: <laughs> so yeah, so like I said, folding the paper, bringing them together. So theoretically, a wormhole would allow for a ship, for instance, to travel from one point to another faster than the speed of light. Sort of. So that's because the ship would arrive at the destination sooner than a beam of light would by taking a shortcut through space-time via the wormhole. Okay. So that way, the vehicle doesn't actually break the rule of the so-called universal speed limit. You know, the speed of light. Yeah. Because the ship never actually travels at a speed faster than light. So that's how it could theoretically beat the speed of light without having to attain the speed of light.
1: Right. It's like playing a racing game, but you know that one alley towards the end, towards the finish line.
0: Yeah. There you go. It's just a shorter
1: distance. You're still going the same speed limit.
0: Right. And now, though Einstein's equation allows for the existence of a wormhole, wormholes have never been proven to actually exist. And Ah, even if they are ever found, they are likely to be so tiny that a person couldn't fit inside it. But, M- never mind, a spaceship travel through
2: um oh, man it. furthermore, yeah, that's they would
0: be almost impossibly unstable. And when I say impossible, I mean like scientifically, almost impossibly, scientifically unstable.
2: Would I combust again?
0: Yeah, so according to a scientist's current understanding, keeping a wormhole stable enough to traverse requires large amounts of exotic matter. Not dark matter, not light matter, exotic matter. A substance that is Mm. still very poorly understood. So little of it has ever been observed that the concept of harnessing enough of it to even open a wormhole, much less keep it open long enough to travel through. Wow. So currently the biggest... Yeah, go ahead.
2: I'm going to say, so what if... What if a shrink ray existed, mm-hmm. and ah. I get super tiny?
0: Mm-hmm. Honey, I shrink the kids.
2: My spaceship, uh-huh. mm-hmm. and let's say this wormhole is the size of like the head of a pin, and I make myself smaller, and I just.
0: The- I mean, I would combust the- and die, but theoretically, I I think that that. I mean, I think that would work. So let's
2: talk about shrink rays. Yeah. All right. So, so someone time, needs to travel, call time <laughs> travel. Time Rick travel. Moranis. You're yesterday. We're on to shrink rays now. <laughs> we just changed the entire episode. Yeah.
0: So basically, and then this is this is the end of of the hard science, and we can finally move on to the fun stuff. Woo-woo! I hope this wasn't too boring. No, this it's, is Joe,
2: fantastic. You're boring me.
0: I know. So <laughs> Two
2: completely different reviews. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, jo. this is
0: fascinating. <laughs>
2: I'm loving it, Joe. Keep
0: going. So currently, the biggest stumbling block that scientists face when addressing the possibility of time travel is the fact that physicists have to ground their arguments in either Einstein's general relativity or quantum theory, both of which are incomplete and unable to encompass the entirety of the complex, mysterious universe that we live in. So the former is used on a cosmic scale, the latter, quantum theory, at an atomic or even a subatomic level. And in some cases, the two provide incompatible results. Hmm. So there is work to do. So before anyone can even begin to actually figure out time travel, physicists need to first find a way to reconcile general relativity and quantum theory into a single quantum theory of gravity. Once they are able to uh, achieve and prove this theory of quantum gravity... That will serve as the basis for further study of time travel, and it's really only then that we will actually be able to make any progress in regards yeah. to traveling just, in time. And
2: it's just progress; it's not even like it's happening. It's like we understand it more.
0: Progress. Yeah. It's yeah. like we maybe we can move one generation closer to it yeah. becoming a reality. I mean,
1: the thing is, you have to. They have to first figure out time, and they have to figure out gravity
0: gravity they've pretty well figured
1: i was reading something today where it was like they they understand it Mm -hmm. but they don't understand why it is (laughs) like why does it happen yeah why does it exist and i feel like you have to like really understand those two things before you can even yeah start that's fucking wild I can't handle it.
2: I know. I can't. I'm like I'm going to leave that just <laughs> someone else. I'm not going to try to figure that
1: out. Yeah, try to figure this out. I'm just
2: going to be along for the ride if my grandkids can travel 5 Pre- minutes to the future.
0: Pretty that'd be great. pretty wild stuff. Pretty weird wacky stuff. That is weird wild stuff. <laughs>
1: Um, Okay, so uh, one of the, before I get into the paradoxes, one of the things I want to talk about that I stumbled upon, one of the most controversial yet brilliant ideas in all of physics is called the string theory. Ah, string theory. Ah, string. (laughs) Joey, you saw a little bit on this,
0: right? Yeah. You saw it pop up? String theory? Yeah. 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 (laughs) Come on. (laughs) on. What is is this, my first day?
1: (laughs) All right. Tell me about string theory. Okay, thank you. This theory states that at some level, all of the different forces, particles, interactions, manifestations of reality are tied together as part of the same framework. So instead of what you were saying, the dimensions, instead of four separate dimensions or five separate dimensions, they actually all work together and influence each other.
0: And they believe that there is up to 10.
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. They believe that there's 10 but or more. But I mean, more. that
2: that makes sense to me, that they that they wouldn't be completely separate entities because everything has to work together for it to work, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean,
1: that's, you know, if you look at any other aspect of the universe. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: Everything has to work together in order for it to do its job. Yeah,
1: for it to do its job. And if one is affected, then the other would be affected. Right. So the reason um, that this is believed, like we were just saying by so many physicists, is that when it comes to the laws of nature... It's crazy how many similarities there are between seemingly unrelated phenomena. The way that two massive bodies gravitate is almost identical to the way that electrically charged particles attract or repel from each other. The way a pendulum oscillates can be compared similarly to the way that a mass on a spring moves back and forth or the way a planet orbits a star. Um, and then if you look at, like, physical stuff, gravitational waves, water waves, and light waves, they all share similar features despite being from fundament- fundamentally different physical origins and properties. Right. But they're all the- – you look at any sort of wave. Yeah. And right. it looks the it's same. All the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's all the same thing. It's all the same. it's not just because it's named that. Like, they are waves. So when you look at the evolution of science and physics, it started when we discovered small particles, like really small particles that seem to make up the entire universe. And molecules were first. They were kind of like the fundamental, like the particle for a long time. And then we discovered the atom. Then the atom was the particle. And then we discovered atoms had electrons, protons, and neutrons. Well, now we have bosons 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 sure. and fermions yeah. which is like okay well i thought i took science <laughs> relatively uh not that long ago <laughs> but apparently we've discovered new shit since then so yeah string theory says that these aren't just little floating dots that are like floating alone they're all connected by string And the string is so small that we can't see it yet. Like it might be one of the next things that we do discover. But right now we can't even see the string. So you think of, and this is for the whole universe. This isn't just for like the particles in a wooden chair. Mm -hmm. This is like you think of like the roots of a tree look just like our blood vessels. Mm -hmm. Or like the irises of our eye look like a nebula. Or the veins in our arms looks like a strike of lightning. Can or I say like,
2: that veins freak me out so much? Veins totally
1: freak me like, out. Like, I don't
2: like seeing... It. They freak me out. Sorry. <laughs> but
0: I didn't mean to you. Well, that's like what we were talking about with, you know, h- how to perceive the four dimensions of time being specific coordinates within a three-dimensional physical field. I mean, mm-hmm. that's literally space. That's yeah. if you go out and look at the sky... Time would be represented by all the various planets and stars that you see in the sky, and you know space, the galaxy, the universe. Oh, you know all of that has height, width, and depth. Yeah. You know, so even even time and space mirror one another in their in their actual physical form. Yeah. Everything repeats itself.
1: Mm-hmm. So, what does this connection mean? There is actually a famous analogy comparing these tiny strings to the strings of a violin and how uh, when one string vibrates on a violin, the others also are vibrating. And different vibrations on a string on a violin produce different notes in a similar way. Um, Different quantum states of a string give rise to all possible elementary Particles, And the craziest part of the string theory is that it doesn't, like Joe was saying, it doesn't work in one dimension. Um, honestly, the whole thing falls apart if you think about it one dimensionally. It also falls apart if you think about it four dimensionally. It stabilizes only within a total of 10 dimensions. Okay. So there has to be 10 dimensions for the string theory to work. Again, string theory is at this point just a theory, but there's yeah. so much evidence that it we just don't exists. have the actual string we yet. just can't yeah, <laughs> yeah we can't point at the string and be yeah. like see there it is
0: well we can't see inside a black hole either but right. we can observe the effect that a black mm-hmm. hole has on the surrounding mass right. yeah right. How, how planets and stars behave in correlation to their proximity to, to the a black, black hole, hole.
1: Mm-hmm. uh so far string theory has been successful in explaining many complex ideas uh m- most importantly black holes string theory has offered insights into dark matter And has produced numerous results, some of which are completely incomprehensible. Like, for example, the massive multiverse that there isn't just one dimension, one universe, there are infinite, massive, infinite. Um, And if string theory is real and everything in the universe is connected, each universe is connected to the next universe. Mm -hmm. It would be a fascinating study into uh, UFO sightings near nuclear sources. Yeah. Because if aliens are interdimensional beings, they would care if we were messing around with stuff like nuclear power that could potentially destroy our dimension and therefore affect theirs negatively. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you're thinking of that, so Those many the people Those are things they would care about. That would yeah, they yeah. would actually care if we were
2: because it affects them it They're affects so them yeah, they are
1: self-centered at the end of the
0: day everybody's looking out for number one <laughs> they don't exactly. care about even, us even little green men
2: yeah or big green men or silver men we or don't know.
0: silver women
2: yes oh right?
1: Yes, right? Joe, yes. yes Joe. yes right
0: thank mm. you thank you <laughs>
1: Feeling it. I'm gonna have you on the podcast. Thank you. Let's do it. Our thank first male guest. That's all the time we have this week for Keep It Weird. Make sure you tune in next week for part two of this trip through time and space, where I'm gonna be talking about time travel paradoxes. And Ms. Madigan is going to be telling you some stories of real people who claim to have traveled through time. Thank you so much for joining us, and a huge thank you to Madigan for coming on the show. Make sure you follow her on Instagram at She's Madigan and check out her podcast, Your Angry Neighborhood Feminist, which you can also find on Instagram at Your Angry Neighborhood Feminist or on Twitter at Yanf Podcast. That's Y-A-N as in Nancy F. Podcast. Follow us on social media at Keep It Weirdcast across all platforms. Check out our YouTube channel for even more content. Check out our Patreon page and donate there at www.patreon.com slash keepitweirdpodcast if you want even more content. Buy some merch from our Etsy store at www.etsy.com slash shop slash keepitweirdpodcast and wear it everywhere you go. Again, make sure you tune in next week for more time travel. Don't get too close to a black hole. Never go anywhere without your towel and always keep it weird.
0: That's like having sex in a dystopian future. Yeah. <laughs> Where it's like we were it's like su- 1984.
1: We're like, we're like sewer people.
0: <laughs> yeah. We're like avoiding the drones that are exterminating us above ground yeah, exactly.
1: and we got to